Hello. Welcome to the Haas Lady Podcast, where I help you declutter your life and your home. Hello, Haas Lady listeners. Y'all, I have to admit, I have been struggling all evening to get this episode put together. It is... 100% because I have just so many ideas of what I want to talk about, and I was having a hard time narrowing it down to just one. Like, like I want to start talking about the people in our lives and how that affects our decluttering. And I want to talk about money, like, and how that affects our decluttering. I want to talk about decluttering can clear the path for success in so many other areas like your job, losing weight, relationships. It's like I have too many thoughts, which is kind of what having a decluttered house is like. I just have too many things in my head, and I'm having a hard time finding the time to write about the things that I want to share because I want to make sure I have it perfect. But man, oh man, does that lead straight to paralyzation, writer's block, podcasting block, decluttering block. So like... Do you find yourself sometimes coming up with like grand ideas, yet you cannot seem to take even one step into action? Or you think you have to wait until you have the perfect time or the perfect system in place. So you just do nothing until you can figure that out? (sighs) That has been me this week, guys. And it really got me thinking about how that is spilling out into other areas of my life. I want to have all the pieces laid out in front of me, all perfectly aligned, before I will take action. But what if, what if I sit down to start outlining this episode and hold no expectations of the result? Well, rather the only result is that action has taken place, there does not have to be a perfectly written end product or even a finished product. I just have to take action. So I was struggling this evening. I decided I needed to look inward. I needed to figure out what was holding me back from starting. Well, other than the fact that I have too many unorganized thoughts in my head, the thing holding me back was that I was putting too much pressure on myself. The expectations for myself are high, but are they too high? Is doing a weekly podcast too much? The answer to this is no. It always happens that after we have started to have some momentum, there is something that pulls the line a little tighter. Whatever is tethering us to our comfort zone is unrelenting. And that is what I'm feeling. I'm feeling like I have almost 20 episodes completed. And it's time to start leveling up and looking into bigger and better things like getting sponsored to help raise awareness and to reach more people. That's scary. So I'm making all these excuses up to not get things done. And y'all, that's why we self-sabotage ourselves after we start having success. We get frightened. We are leaving our comfort zone. We are on the cusp of something amazing. Some new life that we have only ever imagined. Do we take the leap? 
Do we cut the tether? Do we close our eyes and jump? Absolutely. That is exactly what we do. Okay, friends, welcome back. Here we are, episode 18 of the Haas Lady podcast. H-O-S-S, Home Organization Simplification Specialist. It has become my mission to help families get their lives and their minds organized. So thank you for being here and listening. It means the world to me. And I want to give a shout out to iTunes listener M20032278. <laughs> Whoever you are, love the name for this, but I want to give a shout out for this very nice review. They say, if you are looking for motivation to get started decluttering and organizing, this is the place to start. The Haas lady breaks things down into easy steps without making you feel guilty. Totally recommend. Guys, that's me. I am the Haas lady. And it is reading these reviews that make what I do even more special. Never in a million years did I think I would be doing something like this one day. And here we are. So thank you so very, very much. All right. So we have talked about the three rules and the three steps. Last week, we talked about what to do with the temporarily homeless things we find in random places around the house. I'm going to guess that most of these thi- I'm going to guess that most of these things are little. Not just little in size, but maybe even of little consequence. Think about this. You have something you really love. You're going to declare a home for it the moment it enters your home, right? The things you really want around most likely have a place right now. Your favorite books have a special place on the shelf, or your good jewelry goes in a special box, or your good pen. (laughs) You know you have a favorite pen. You don't leave that lying around for someone to walk off with. Oh, no. Mm -mm. It's all that random stuff, like the stuff in the junk drawer, or the bottom of a toy box, or at the back of your desk drawers. The little things. The things that just take up space, even though they're not a significant size, they still take up space in our homes and in our minds. What I mean is all those things that just kind of seem stuffed away, out of sight, out of mind. Stuff maybe you tossed in the effort bucket. When you reach in to pull out an old, let's say, remote to a TV that you don't even have anymore. You spend how long? debating what to do with that. Do you throw it away? Is it okay to throw it away? Do you think about maybe taking it to donate somewhere? Do you think you might need it one day? You spiral out for way longer than necessary over this completely useless thing. The only thing that has value to that thing is probably the batteries in it that are old and dead and you just need to throw those away anyway. But going through this stuff is like what you want to do like in a speed round of a game show. You just give yourself five seconds, five seconds to decide if you can keep it. And the only way you can keep it is if you have a functioning space for it and it actually fits in that space. No cheating. Five seconds. If you can't make a decision under five seconds, the decision is going to be made for you. And that is you got to get rid of it. 
are some other little things that accumulate for like no reason at all? <laughs> well, one is makeup. You are at the store, wherever you buy your makeup from, and you're standing there and see the best color palette ever. So you, of course, buy it because we all know that they will stop making that particular thing the minute you get it home and fall in love with it. So you get it home, you fall in love with it, you add it to the makeup drawer with all the other palettes you have tried, some you loved, some you were not super impressed with, and some you bought it at a high-end store, some you got on impulse at the dollar store standing in the checkout line. Whatever the situation is, you probably have way too much makeup that you never use. What if you tossed three-fourths of that? What if you put aside the tried and true favorites and just dumped the rest? Would that be too scary? Maybe that's too scary. So maybe that is too much. Just take a makeup bag and put it all in one bag, the stuff you don't use, and then put that bag in the back of the bathroom closet or in the cabinet and then wait until the next time you purge that space and you pull out a bag of makeup and have to decide all over again <laughs> whether to toss it or not. Or <laughs> just throw it away today. Because you're fooling yourself when you think you might use it one day. Y'all. How many women do you know have ever used a complete palette of color before buying a new one? None. That is why we know we can toss it. It's one of those refillable items that will just show up over and over again, like the shampoo and conditioner. We say we're going to finish the bottle before buying another, but we rarely do so. Another little thing that might not seem like clutter is your medicine cabinet. When is the last time you went through and tossed out all the expired cold medicine? Are you waiting for the next time you get a cold and hoping you will have some on hand? just to go to the medicine cabinet and have a 20-minute debate or possibly 20-minute Googling session on whether it is safe to take expired over-the-counter drugs. Or you could just save yourself the trouble and go buy a new bottle, which would likely take you less time anyway. And for all the stuff that's remaining, the good stuff, there are so many ways you can organize your medicines. So, like, for me, in order to keep myself in check, I have bins for specific types of first aid or for whatever ailments. I have one bin. It's just a plastic thing that I got from the Dollar Tree. And I put all my sickness things in there, like cold, flu, thermometers, cough drops, eardrops, allergy pills, that kind of thing. And then I have a separate bin for, like, ointments, like neosporin, cortisone, burn creams. Those all have their own bin. I purposefully keep that one small because in the past, that's something I would buy and I would take it to the living room and leave it in there and then have no idea where it is the next time I needed it so I would go buy another. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> so what I do now, I pull the bin out. I use the cream right then and there and put the tube back in the bin and the bin back in the cabinet. Same thing with Band-Aids. They have their own box. All my daily medications are in their own box, and I fill up those daily pill containers. So one day a week, I pull out the bin, fill up the container, and all my medicines get together. Also, y'all, this is from experience. If I were to suddenly end up in the hospital, 
unconscious. And the doctors would need to know my medicinal history. All my kids would have to do is bring in that bin. I mean, I could write it down and keep it in my purse. But if it ever changes, like the dosage or prescription, and that does happen quite often, I will likely forget to update my list and the kids would never know. So I just keep all of it together in a bin labeled mom's daily pills. That's it. So stuff like nail polishes. I have a bin for all my nail related things. Polish, polish remover, files, clippers. If it fits in the bin, it can stay. If I have too many polishes, I have to toss them. Stuff like pens and markers and pencils. Um, One thing you can do is have a big cup that you can put them all in. Or I like to organize it even down further where I bought these little drawer things and I organize all my little things that way. Like those, you know, those plastic drawers, like, I don't know, there's plastic drawers. So if I find a pen laying around, I will either put it in the drawer or throw it away. I used to keep every pen that I ever came across. I don't know why. I guess I thought that one day I would be writing a million checks a day. And then I have this habit of also looking at pens anytime I'm in the store, like some kind of weird pen addiction. So I have all my pens that I love in a plastic drawer and any other pen, I throw it in the trash. I don't need it. What about hair barrettes and scrunchies and hair ties? Why do we take our hair down and put the hair tie on the coffee table or on our desk? Just for the cat to take it and hide it under the refrigerator or in the hot water heater closet. So we just go buy more. Y'all, I was terrible about this with bobby pins. I would find bobby pins everywhere. But now I keep a little small jar on the side table of my bed. And when I go to bed and pull out whatever hair accessories I am using, I just put it in that jar. And if I take these out like I am on the couch or whatever, it is now just part of my reset routine to take these and put them away in their home in the drawer. Not just brush them off into the table drawer where it'll just get lost again. And tools. How often do you go get a hammer or a screwdriver out of a toolbox or tool bag and it's not there? Do you use the screwdriver and leave it out? What about the measuring tape? My sister sent me the funniest TikTok video of a dude cleaning out his garage, and so far, he had found 24 measuring tapes. So funny. I mean, like, we all do that kind of thing. We use something, we leave it out, we lose it, we go buy another. The cycle just goes and goes and goes. And the problem isn't that we don't have a home for these things, because we do. And if not, we will. The problem is we use these things and then we haven't built the habit of putting things back when we are done. We haven't created the habit of resetting our spaces. So like the tool example, I have some gadget that requires new batteries. So of course, the stupid thing has to have a screwdriver to open the battery compartment. So Not only do I have to go get the screwdriver, but then I have to walk across the house to the couch next to the table with the batteries. I fumble around with the gadget until it is working, and then that's the end of the process. But, of course, 
When I think like that, I am telling myself that the task is over and therefore I can put the screwdriver down and leave it and forget about it. Right? What if the process isn't over until all supplies are put away? Even the little piddly things that we tend to leave out and then lose. What if we tell ourselves that dinner isn't over until the dishes are done? What if we say we are only done getting ready for the day after we have put away all the makeup and clothes that we tried on and hated? What if we are not done with work for the day until all the pens and post-it notes and binders and whatever else you use are put away and the desk is cleared off? What if every time we are done using a purse, bag, or suitcase, we empty it completely before storing it? So yeah, that actually came up this week. So I am doing the snowball challenge in our Facebook group where we are getting rid of items in a compounding fashion based on the date on the calendar. So I plan on doing an episode on all my thoughts and feelings and the challenges I faced during this project, but I was emptying out an old bag. Y'all, I found my college ID, an old credit card, an appointment reminder for 2017, and an old driver's license. I was so impressed with my find that I told my Joe about it. And he was like, the likelihood of me finding something like that is so small because I have purged and moved so many times. Well, my response to this was, but see, the bottom of a woman's purse is like a time capsule. And then I was like, oh, my God, I got to put this in the podcast. Whether it is your current purse or an old one where you took out all the necessary things, but then left little things in there before putting the purse away in the closet. Have you ever opened a suitcase and found an old scrunchier pair of socks or ticket stubs to the attraction you went to with said suitcase? It happens. Y'all, once we played the funniest game at a baby shower. Well, there are actually two different games, and I can't remember where the other one was played, but the first one, someone stages a late entrance to the baby shower. They walk in and interrupt the shower, and they kind of over-apologize, and they're being all disruptive, and then they trip and drop their purse face down so that all the contents come out, or most of them, I guess. But she scrambles around, she's trying to pick everything up, and then she quickly sits down, and not another word about it until towards the end of the party the host plays one last game and says guys mary came in late to the party she dropped her purse and things filled out can you name three things she had in her purse (laughs) so funny and then another game i have played again i can't remember where but the second one is where everyone goes around and pulls out the most random thing they have in their purse I think I had like a butter knife in mine, but some people had like a sock, maybe old gum, old tissue. Ugh, gross. Anyway, that's a tangent. Sorry. But you get the idea. We have clutter everywhere, even with the little stuff. Clutter doesn't have to be piles of books or extra furniture or unopened mail or garages that are spilling over or kitchen cabinets that we can't put anything in. It can be little bitty tiny things. 
What if every time you emptied out your purse, you literally emptied it out, even down to the pennies at the bottom or the crumbs or whatever's in there, and you threw it all away, you put the pennies in the bank. What if when you clean out your junk drawer, you actually remove the drawer from the cabinet it's in and you shake it out? Get rid of all the dust in there. Everything. What if you could do that? These are things we don't really think about as clutter, but it is. It's extra stuff that we don't need or use. And every time you open up that drawer, your brain subconsciously sees it and it's like, eh, I don't take care of this space anyway, so why do I care what's in it? And you're just going to dump stuff in there. But if we have declared the drawer as only holding whatever it could be, like medical supplies, then every time you open that drawer, the only thing you should see is medical supplies. But if you have random stuff in there, like a receipt or, I don't know, maybe the bag your pharmacy medicine came from, that's just extra stuff, right? Even though it's related, you don't need that bag. It's extra stuff, and so you're not really taking care of that space. So you got to throw it away. you got to reset your spaces. That's what I'm talking about. So, yeah, the little things do matter, guys. A lot. And this week, your call to action is this. Clean out one junk drawer or maybe a makeup drawer or the glove box of your car. Anything smaller than a shoebox. And challenge yourself to put everything in a home or just get rid of it. So guys, that's it for this week. We are almost done with February and the snowball challenge. I have had so much fun with this one. And next month, we are going to make use of our newly decluttered spaces and do a white space challenge. I hope you are ready. Please join me. If you would like to join in on the fun, find me on Facebook at The Haas Lady or... You can find information about the Facebook group on my website at thehosslady.com. So, hope you guys have a great week. And until next time, remember, we don't put it down. We put it away. Let's get to it. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to my Hoss Lady podcast. My name is Becky, and I cannot wait to share more ideas with you to help you get your environment and your mind to a more organized space. If you are interested in working with me one-on-one, visit my website at thehosslady.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, leave me a review and share with your friends. Until next time, let's get to it.